Today we're stepping outside of the norm. We're going to take a step outside of the box and hear from a good friend of New Life Community. I hope you're impacted as you listen. How are we doing today? Look, I know it's cloudy. We got to try a little bit better than that. Good morning. Good morning. If you're here, if you're online, so happy to have you with us. Happy to see you all here. We're going to be talking about walking with Jesus today. And I'm really excited because this coming week we're going to be starting 50 Steps with Jesus. And so over the last week, as I've been praying and preparing um, to lead part of that, um, I just really felt that springboarding us into that as a body would be a really, really good way to start. Um, And so just over the next few weeks, we're going to be starting 50 Steps. And one of the greatest honors in life is to walk with somebody as they take their first steps with Jesus And really, as we all take steps closer to Jesus, it's an honor to get to do that together. And so 50 Steps is one really great way to do that. Um, And so we're going to take a look at what it looks like to follow Jesus today. 1 Corinthians 5.17, if you have your Bibles, um, I'll give you a second to get there. It's in the New New Testament. And I'm going to be reading it in both English and Spanish. says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Quien vive en Cristo es una nueva criatura. Lo viejo ha pasado y a una nueva realidad está presente. I just want to go straight into it today. Walking with Jesus should be the main concern in our life. Every day. It's very easy to get busy. It's easy to get lost in the day-to-day. When things happen, circumstance, get really, really easy to forget who we are and what our mission is in life. We get distracted. And you know what? Part of that's because we live in a culture that is designed to keep us distracted. So much of our day-to-day is based on we have appointments at this time, this time, this time. I have to be here at this point. I need to get from point A to point B really fast. And in that, we can lose sight of what's important. We spend so much idle time doing pointless things. I think one thing that comes to mind is the TV. How many hours a week do you think we spend on the TV or on the computer screen? This last week, I, I spent some time as I was doing my quiet time, and I was like, hmm, let's, let's maybe do some addition here, do some math. It's been a while, but did some math, and at the end of the week, I had about 12 hours from beginning to end, so that's about an hour and a half a day. doesn't seem like much. But that's 12 hours that I'm just doing nothing. And so I want to ask a question. How often do we stop and ask whether we're walking in step with God or if we're just living, doing our own thing? 
Are we following him or do we simply expect him to make a way and we're just going to go with whatever happens? Paul says if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. We're made new. I'm no longer defined by what I've done. I'm no longer defined by who I was. I'm not the person that I used to be. And the things in my past have no place in my future. He also says, the old is gone. And I think this is often where we get stuck. How often do those memories of those, who we were, the things that we did, how often does the enemy throw that back in our face? It happens quite a bit. I can tell you from experience, it's a daily struggle for me. I have to walk every single day repositioning myself to remember that I'm made new. I don't have to be with all of that negativity. I don't need to sit in the muck of yesterday because God has made me new today. And so we get stuck and we hear lies from the enemies. How can the old be gone? What if I fall into temptation again? What if I mess up? How many of you guys have had those questions pop up? Yeah. Every day. What if I can't control myself? The list and the doubts, they could go on forever, right? But if we get caught in that place of doubt and we begin to listen to those lies, saying that we're unloved, too far gone, unworthy, it can become really, really tough to see what God's doing. It can be really hard to follow him. There's this amazing story in the Bible, and I really feel like it goes with almost every situation. Peter sends his disciples across the sea, and they're in the middle of this storm. They're trying to cross, and they see Jesus out in the water, and they, they're like, is that, is that him? And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, let me, let me walk out, let me walk to you. And so he gets out of the boat, and he starts walking on water, this amazing thing, right? In the middle of this big body of water, this dude just steps out and begins to walk towards Jesus. But then he starts paying attention to the waves. He starts looking at all the things around him, and he gets distracted, and he loses sight of Jesus. And when he starts looking around, he begins to sink. The same can be said in our circumstances day to day. It can be really, really, really easy to get lost in the bad things that are happening. It can also be very, very easy to get lost in the good things that are happening. In both of them, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus reaches out his hand and he pulls Peter up. And he tells him to have faith. And he brings him into the boat. God's not going to let us drown in those things. He's going to pull us up. So I want to read from Psalm now. Psalm 1, 1 through 6. This is going to be a really big theme as we're talking about 50 steps with Jesus. And it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Bill read this during 
during worship. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. God doesn't just tell us to figure it out. In fact, the whole point of following Jesus is that we can't do it on our own. Let's actually all repeat that. Because I think sometimes it takes a little repetition before we believe it. I can't do it on my own. We need him to help guide us. And the Lord establishes our steps. And so Psalm 1 gives us a couple of keys to remember as we walk with Jesus. God gives us this beautiful picture of how we're to follow him daily. Um, And so I want to give us three things to do and to remember. We can do these things every day. We can remember these things every day. The first thing that we can do, and this is so important. First is to surround ourselves with those who are going to point us to Jesus. Remember earlier when I said we don't have to do this alone? We don't. And it's not just God and me either. Look around you. When I look, when I look at all of you guys, I see a room full of people who love one another, who can encourage one another, can grow and walk with one another. And that's one of the beautiful things of the body that we get to do. As we walk with Jesus, we get to do that together. We're not on our own. Everybody in this room's got a different story, different perspective, different life story, different circumstances, different background. But we're all united by the fact that we follow Jesus. And so we can encourage one another daily. And so God calls us to encourage and love one another, to carry one another's burdens. And if we're a new creation and the old has passed away, then so too is the life we lived in sin. I think a lot of the times, again, this goes back to what I said earlier about um, our past. I think sometimes people are a part of our past, right? And so sometimes letting go of people can be difficult. It doesn't mean we just ostracize them and send them away and say, ah, never mind, you're not my kind of person, right? Now Jesus sat with the sinners too. But it means that the way that we live is different. And so when we surround ourselves with people who love Jesus, and who point us to Jesus, we get to do the same thing with those, those others. Jesus pulling Peter out of the water, that's what God's called us to do with people as well. Pull people up, encourage and love. Our mission at New Life is to live out the love, healing, acceptance, and hope of Jesus. So that that mission in and of itself 
If we do that every day, man, imagine. Imagine the life change, right? He wants us to be careful not to surround ourselves with sin and temptation either, but that we should delight in the Lord daily. So we need to surround ourselves with accountability. People who are also following Jesus. So if someone's coming alongside me and they're drawing me away from Jesus or, or leading me away, then I can't be surprised if I find myself back in that old life. So I encourage you, draw people in who know and love Jesus. It makes a major difference. And if we do that, we're walking in step with Jesus and with the people that God puts, us, puts in our lives, it helps us to walk forward and take that next step. The second is to set aside time for God. It sounds simple. Remember what I said about TV? 12 hours. It's a lot of time I could have had doing quiet time. It's not easy. Again, we live in a culture that's meant to distract us. There's always something. Work, family, friends, fun things that happen, parties, whatever. There's a thousand things that we could put in the place of doing our quiet time. And we're so focused on the agendas and the time that we forget to talk with God. We can't just expect God to open doors and force us through them. Because that's not who God is. We have to walk through ourselves too. So Psalm 1 says that if we meditate on his word day and night, we'll be fruitful and we'll prosper. As we spend time with God, he speaks to us. He walks us forward. He leads us. Like a part of that also means that we need to make sure we don't get ahead of God and what he's doing. That's one of the areas in my life where I've had to really make sure that I'm following and not overstepping. Because when I get ahead of God, I can't actually see what's ahead. When I'm following Jesus, he leads the way. And I don't have to worry about what's next. I can trust that he will establish my steps. And so when I say prosper, I'm not saying life is going to be peaches and rainbows. I can't think of a single person who hasn't gone through incredible loss, pain. We've all seen the brokenness in the world. We've all experienced brokenness in people, in circumstance and situation. And you know what? Jesus even said in this world that we're going we're gonna to encounter trouble and temptation and trial. He says, take heart because I've overcome it. When we spend time in his word, we get to hear his promises. We get, to, we get to hear his voice, the truth that he speaks. And as we meditate on those truths, on those things, when we choose to do that, we get to walk with Jesus in conversation. And he gets to lead us forward. Life is hard and we live in a broken world. 
And here, one of, one of the things I love about New Life is that we get to share our story with one another. Throughout the week, I get the opportunity to talk with dozens of people and get to hear where, where their background is, what their story is. And I think that there's the cool thing about us, too, is that we, just, we all understand how hard life can be, and we never really know what our neighbor's been through either. So following Jesus requires us to spend time with him. When we do that, when we spend that time with Jesus, he's going to speak. When we meet a new friend, how can we follow them and be with them if we don't get to know them? It would be kind of weird if just out of nowhere, um, say I didn't know Peggy, and we were walking down the street, Peggy would think I'd be pretty weird if I just started talking to her and just following her around and didn't know her. She'd be like, what is this dude doing? I don't know him. Who's this Josh guy? <laughs> Jesus wants us to be in relationship with him. And so when we spend time with him, it's like spending time with that friend and getting to know them. If we want to be close, we take that time. So I liken, I liken it to having a best friend. If you have a best friend, you want to spend time with them. If you want to know Jesus, you've got to spend time with Jesus. Because how can you follow if you don't know? When we know God and when we listen to him and he leads and guides us, we build that trust. And then he builds onto our life as well. He gives us strength wisdom, peace, and joy. And these things are what make us prosper. Not the money, not the tangible things. Things that we see and feel. Like oftentimes, when we think of prospering, we think everything's going to be good, my finances are going to be taken care of, my housing's going to be taken care of, and just isn't always that way, but God wants us to trust him. Thirdly, and ultimately, God will teach us what it means to live life on purpose. This is that third point that I want you guys to remember. Living life on purpose. Someone says that the Lord knows the way of the righteous. God has a plan and purpose for each, of, for each and every one of us. Last week, we, we heard the Shoeys preach, and they talked about purpose. God had a purpose for us before we were even born. And I just want to remind us, remind us of that again. We are loved. There is a God that loves us and has called us according to his purpose. There is a plan. We don't always see it. We don't always, we're not always aware of the bigger picture. So last week, I was talking with a couple, a couple of our folks on staff team, and I was talking about the, the puzzle. When you put together a puzzle, you don't always see the full picture in the beginning. You have to put it together, right? Well, each one of us is a piece in that puzzle. God's got this big picture. God's got this big plan, and we're all a part of it, and he invites us into it. But oftentimes, the puzzle piece never really gets to see its full potential until the whole thing's together. 
So we don't always see the fullness of our purpose, but as we trust God and as we walk with him, as we spend time in his word, as we walk with those who God's put in our life, we get to see a little bit more of that puzzle. So if I'm a puzzle piece, and Judd's a puzzle piece, and Gerald's a puzzle piece, Gina's a puzzle piece, you put those few pieces together and you get a little bit of sky and some clouds, Get Debbie a piece, Alex a piece, Kelly a piece, Phoebe a piece. Now you've got a boat in the water. You get to see a little bit more of the, the painting, the picture that God's making. And so when we live on purpose, it means that we live with intentionality. So I can say all of this, spend time with Jesus, trust him, surround ourselves with people, but unless we do it, we're not going to see that change. It'll be hard to walk with Jesus. Jesus wants us to intentionally live out our purpose every single day. So when we live on purpose, how many of you remember in school when the kids said, they did it on purpose? <laughs> you remember that? You, you, you've heard that? Maybe you've said it before. I bet, I bet you all said that at some point. I've said it. I'm not going to lie. When somebody's done something on purpose, that means they meant to do it, right? Jerry took my popcorn. He, he did it on purpose. I'm mad. I don't have my popcorn. When we live life on purpose, I'm living life. I'm living in my purpose. I'm stepping into it. I'm spending time with God. I'm surrounding myself with people. When we do that, that is when the change happens. And so this last part of 1 Corinthians says, the new has come. You know what? We're made, when we're made new, when we begin that journey following Jesus, when we decide to walk with him, we can safely assume that he's going to continue to make us new. One of the, uh, there's a prayer that I've been praying lately, and I've been, I've been journaling on it. And it, it goes like this. Lord, make me empty so that I can be filled by you. Lord, open my eyes to see what you see. Lord, make me broken so that I can be healed. Lord, make it so that you're my one desire. When we spend time with God, when we surround ourselves with people who love God, and when we live out our purpose intentionally, when we do those things and mean it, God's going to make us new. He's going to continue to make us new. We all fall back into sin. We all fall back into temptation. We all get distracted by circumstance. I'm not saying that when we do these things, we're never going to experience distractions. What I am saying is that when we practice these things, when we do these things and we're intentional about them, it's going to be a lot easier to reposition our eyes on Jesus. So Jesus wants us to be more like him. And in my life, I've found I'd rather be like him than be like me.
I'm not perfect. None of us are. We all screw up. We all mess up. And you know what? If Jesus is continuing to make us new, that means we, we can become more like him. That's the whole point. That's the whole point to this is to, to be more like him and less like us. So I want to encourage you, if you want to take the next step in following Jesus, I invite you to sign up for 50 Steps with Jesus. Tackles some of those issues on identity. First big step is who am I now? Talking about new creation, who am I now? It's an intentional way to learn how to follow Jesus through prayer, mentorship, and being in God's word. And so this week, follow Jesus. If you're in Jesus, you're made new. The old is past and the new has come. Take some time this week. Spend some time in God's word. Surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you and love you just like Jesus. And then intentionally keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen to his voice. Follow him. Do it and mean it. When you do that, that promise in Psalm 1, the righteous will be fruitful and prosper, you'll get to experience what that might look like. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for loving us so unconditionally. Thank you for walking with us. God, I just pray that as we go through this week, as we go throughout life, I pray that, pray that you would help us to spend more time, to see how important it is to spend time with you. God, help us to be that person that steps into somebody's life and encourages them to follow Jesus. God, some of us, some of us in here, Lord, we need to make that next step in following you. Others of us, that next step might be encouraging others to take that step, leading others in that next step. So God, I just, I just pray that as you lead us and as we lead one another, that we would keep our eyes fixed on you. Help us to live life on purpose. God, I just echo that prayer that you've given me. God, make us empty so that we have to be filled by you. That nothing else in this world would fill that desire. Help it to be just you. God, open our eyes to see what you see. Help us to see the things that you need us to see, God. Help give us fresh eyes so that as we're invited into what you call us to, we would step in with heart ready to, ready to learn and a heart ready to serve. God, break us so that you can put us back together. God, if we can't experience being put back together by you, then we're just going to remain broken. So I pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember that you are a healer and that in our brokenness, you can bring that, that peace and that healing. Lord, make it that you are our one desire. Lord, I just pray that as my family leaves today, that they would be, they would be renewed and refreshed, and that they would tackle this week looking directly at you, God. Help us not to focus on the circumstances. Help us not to get distracted. Lord, let us keep our eyes on you. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. I want to encourage you to head to newlifecommunity.us and click on the Connect tab for all of your next steps. I'd also love to encourage you to share with us any of the ways that we can be praying on that Connect card as well. Until next time, take care, everyone.